So which of your clients are your top 20% revenue generators? So have you ever wondered which of your specific clients bring the most revenue into your business and how you can use that to your advantage to generate more wealth and profit? Well, stick with me today is in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to find the 20% of clients that are generating 80% of your revenue. Also, where you should prioritize your focus once you've identified those top revenue generating clients and the things that you can do to ensure that you remain your top client's favorite go-to person. So I'm Law Bradley. I'm a business strategist and I show coaches and service-based entrepreneurs how to scale a business beyond seven figures by working smarter and not harder. So let's get right into it. So have you ever heard those wardrobe decluttering experts say we only wear 20% of our clothes around 80% of the time and 80% of those clothes we might put on once in a blue moon? Well, it's true. And this is called the 80-20 principle. And this way of thinking encourages us to look at how we can maximize efficiency or our returns in life and in our business by focusing on that 20%. And the 80-20 principle is exactly the same with our own clients. So if I said to you that approximately 20% of your client base are bringing in around 80% of your revenue and your referrals, then you're probably sat there nodding your head in agreement right now. And and just think, if you can pinpoint who your top 20% of clients are, it's a much more cost-effective way to scale your business whilst cutting down on ad spend and marketing costs because it's much cheaper to capitalize on the clients that you already have rather than investing in winning new clients to increase your revenue. And today, I'm going to tell you how you can tap into that 20%. And it's usually the case that when you apply the 80-20 principles across what's happening in your business, you'll also find lots of other opportunities to streamline, strip back and identify those places where you really should be doubling down your focus on increasing revenue and profitability. So I'd love to hear how this resonates with you. So let me know if it does. But what you'll usually find is that 20% of your clients will generate 80% of your revenue, 20% of your clients purchasing digital products or courses will usually take action to complete their journey and see their transformation happen. And 20% of your client base will be making repeat purchases. And also 20% of clients will renew service agreements or their membership fees. And 20% of your clients will be your biggest brand or personal cheerleaders. And lastly, 20% of your clients will be there and ready to buy from you if you reach out to them. So the 80-20 percentages is not an exact science, but you get the principle here of what I'm saying. So what we're going to do now is let's turn those statements around and see what's happening on the flip side, as this is also going to give you lots of opportunities to tap into further revenue growth as well. So let's flip it now. And we're going to say 80% of your clients will likely be generating 20% of your revenue. 
and 80% of your clients purchasing digital products or courses are likely not to be taking action and they may not complete their journey or see their transformation happen. And 80% of your client base won't be making repeat purchases. And 80% of your clients might not renew service agreements or membership fees. And 80% of your clients won't be your biggest brand or personal cheerleaders. And 80% of your clients are not ready to buy from you if you reach out. So, okay. And if you're thinking, oh, good grief, that is terrible. Well, yeah, it does sound a little worrying when we spin the 80-20 principle on its head in that other direction. But what it does is it really underpins the importance of tapping into the parts of your business that are already working and focusing on the parts of your business that are the most profitable. All right, so let's get started and talk about what you need to do to find that 20% of your top revenue generating clients. Now, I'm going to caveat this by saying that there's a few ways of doing this, and, and this way really is just my own example. Also, depending on your type of business and the operational systems that you may find it easier or harder to find your profitable clients. But I'm going to say that it's a research exercise well worth doing because it's going to set you on a clearer path towards generating even more profits in your business and improving your services and showing you where you need to trim back on what's not working so well. And when you find and focus on your most profitable clients, you're going to naturally get clearer on a few things. So who your ideal paying clients actually are, what they're buying from you and why they're buying from you and who is most engaged with your business. And lastly, what you need to do to serve your clients better and turn them into loyal cheerleaders of your brand. And by understanding all of these things will in turn boost your profitability from your current clients. And it's highly likely that when your clients become proactive cheerleaders of your brand, you're going to receive referrals from them. So if you're constantly doubling down on loving your highest revenue generators, then you guessed it, you're going to grow your business much faster. Okay, so what to do to find your top revenue generating clients. So let's talk about that now. Okay, so with a bit of legwork, it's easy to target your most engaged and invested clients. Here's a really simple way to do it. There's a few steps to this that I'm going to walk you through now. So step one, think about how you're going to track this. So this is the time to get organized in how you're going to do this exercise. So you want to decide the time frame that you're going to work across and how often you're going to do this exercise. So for example, you might want to look back across a 12 month period and then do this exercise every 12 months. Now, I usually do this exercise once a year and I do it before the start of any new year as it's a really great way to underpin your strategy and also to validate if your strategy is focusing in the right places. And if you have a large business with dedicated teams or, or people focusing on your marketing and your customer care, for example, then get them involved in this project. And what you'll need to do is 
create a spreadsheet where you're going to keep track of the information that you're going to be collating. Now, you can use any other types of online tools here, but I find that collating your information in a tabular format will work really well for calculating data, but you can use whatever you prefer. So if you decide to track your business data in another format, you may have a more manual uh, piece of number crunching to do. So just be aware of that. And again, if you're working with your teams, you might want to consider tools that are set up for sharing files across teams, such as uh, Google Drive, for example. Okay, so let's move on to step two. Then for that period that you've decided upon, I want you to collate your sales transactions for each of your clients. Now, this should be fairly easy to pull out of your accounting software. Or if you're a content or a course provider, then do this from Kartra or whatever platform you're using to deliver your courses. And by doing this, you're looking for your highest revenue generating clients. So what I want you to do once you've collated this information is import it or copy and paste it into your tracking spreadsheet. Now, I'll leave an example image in the transcript for you to see exactly what I mean. But essentially, you're importing your sales transactions and you'll potentially have many lines of data showing different transactions for the same client. And for other clients, they might just be just one purchase. So next, group that data that you've imported by each separate client and total up your sales for each individual client. So you're going to need to be fairly competent using your spreadsheet software to number crunch that. But if you're not, don't worry, there are plenty of tutorials on YouTube to help with grouping of spreadsheet data. Now, I have revenue generated by clients from multiple sources, multiple systems. So it takes me a little while to do this. But if you're booking sales through one online system, such as Kartra or ClickFunnels, then the systems may be able to immediately provide total revenue per client. And that's going to save you some time. Now, I use Kartra, which already does this in part for me. And you can generate an export of the data from Kartra really quickly. Okay, and lastly, in step two, once you've done that, then sort your revenue data from the largest to the smallest so that you can see your biggest revenue generating clients. Okay, so let's move on now to step three. So once you've done that, you want to find your most active clients. So next, if you're a course provider or you provide another type of online service or a membership that tracks user activity, then I want you to collate your user activity metrics. So, for example, you're looking for information that tells you how many times your clients have accessed your products. And in doing this, you're pinpointing your most active clients. So import or just copy and paste this data into your tracking spreadsheet. And depending on what type of platform you're using, you may need to group the data just as I explained in step two so that you've got a client by client view. And what you should end up with is a list of your most active clients. OK, so let's move on now to step four. So you're going to find your most actively engaged clients. And then I want you to collate all of your engagement statistics for the last 12 months or whatever your time period is into individual worksheets. So what you want to determine here is 
who are your most engaged users that might be commenting, communicating, or other users who are just asking questions? So separate each client into total sales revenues or the highest usage or the highest engagement. Now, pinpoint the clients who are generating your biggest percentage of your sales. So a maths tip here is divide the total sales for that client by the total sales for the last 12 months or whatever your time period is. So for usage and engagement related metrics, divide the total for that client or your audience member by the total for everyone for the last 12 months or again, you know, whatever your uh, time period is. Okay, so now where should you prioritize your focus once you've identified your top 20% of clients that are driving your success versus the other 80% who aren't. Now, once you've got to this step in this really powerful exercise, I'll bet that your mindset is going to really shift across into proactively keeping your business nice and tight and stripping back on what's not working. Now, I usually find this exercise super motivating because it forces me to stay smart with my decision making and to stay focused on what's working And I'm also working money smart because my time is my money. And that's exactly the same for you too. So I hope this podcast episode is going to renew your motivations to double down on focusing on investing on what's working right now. And that's where your focus should be as your first priority. You're going to focus on exactly how you're going to continue to serve and nurture those 20% of clients who are fully invested in and passionate about your business. Now, there's a number of things that you can do, and I'm going to walk through those now. And I'll give you some links also to further trainings that I also have around some of these things. And what I suggest is you create a mini strategy around how you're going to approach these things and then put action steps into your schedule to make them happen. And once you've found your 20%, create your action plan of how you'll reach out to your clients to really capitalize on your relationship with them. And you're going to do this in an authentic and a relationship building way because this, this isn't about money. It's not about upselling or generating more business or more leads. This is about intentionally nurturing and investing in your clients. Now, you can do these things in any order. It really doesn't matter. But I'm going to talk about the things that you should be doing to those top performing and most actively engaged clients. So this one is at the top of my list is to reach out and personally thank those clients for their support. Now, this one's at the top of my list, and that's to reach out and personally thank them for their support. So there's nothing lovelier than getting a gratitude letter. I want you then to leverage their testimonials everywhere you can, because this is going to be a great know, like and trust builder with potential new clients. Now, I highly recommend taking time with your top clients and creating some mini case studies. I'm going through this exercise right now and I'm working time smart because I'm drafting some structured questions I'm videoing the conversation with my client and then I can repurpose that content into six types of testimonials. And I'm going to run through those now. So that's number one, that's the full case study. Number two, a video of the case study. Number three, 
video snippets for Instagram reels, uh, stories and so on. Number four, audio snippets to insert into my podcast breaks, for example. Number five, written testimonial snippets for the website. And lastly, number six, creating short uh, quotes for social media. And I find that repurposing uh, my video case study into these six different types of uh, content is going to enable you to work super smart and you'll have a lot of content to work with. Okay, so let's move on now. Next, ask them if you can jump on a call with them just to ask a few questions and listen to their feedback on how you can improve and what else you can do to continue to help them transform their lives. And don't forget to ask them why they chose to invest in you over anybody else. And their answers here are going to be where you'll need to look for common themes and then double down your focus on those themes in your business. And you can always go one step further with your clients and invite them to a group focus session where you can have a coffee on Zoom and seek feedback and potentially show them your new ideas or get feedback on your product development. Now, focus groups are a super smart way of working, but they only work if your clients genuinely get value from the sessions. So in other words, they know that you'll be actively listening and taking their feedback on board. Otherwise, it's a a low value exercise if you're not going to follow up. Okay, let's move on. Also, Ask them what they want you to talk about on your socials and what you're currently doing that's giving them the most value. Again, you're looking for common feedback themes here. So if you're seeing a theme that's frequently requested, then go and cover it. Okay, another great conversation to have with your clients is around upsells. So we're often so close to our business that we sometimes fail to miss opportunities for how we can further serve our clients. An example of this is when last year I was offering a one-to-one package which included a full strategy day and then a number of mentoring sessions to follow after that. So when I'd actually asked my clients how that was working for them, many suggested that I could actually split those two things into two separate offerings. So that meant that they could either work with me for one day on their strategy and then decide later whether to invest in additional mentoring. And some also suggested that I included a further upsell option for retainer work as part of a super light touch approach after they successfully scaled. And this has become, since I've done that, it's become a a main revenue generator in my business. So I highly recommend that you do that. Now, I wouldn't have got this feedback had I not gone and asked them. So after making those changes, I'm seeing that my clients are staying for a longer time period because they're financially committing in steps rather than in one end-to-end solution in one big chunk. Okay, so let's move on. And then make sure you're asking your top clients for referrals. Now, you can give a reward to say thank you for any referrals that they send your way. For example, for anyone who refers a new client to me, I will usually offer them the choice of some free mentoring sessions or I will thank them with a four-figure sum for referring them into my most expensive mentoring package. And another way of giving back to your clients is by giving them perks, uh, early bird or VIP offers, 
and advance notice of new launches or just invite them to a coffee. Now, I love meeting my top clients for an informal coffee because we often don't have time to chit chat in our working one-to-one sessions. So a coffee date has become something that I really look forward to and it gives us both dedicated space to talk about our relationship and what's working. Okay, so there are a few things that you should continue to do when you're focusing on your top clients. Now, I have some further trainings on these, so I'll link them into the transcript and on my website. And these are to continue doing a few things. So I'm going to list them out now. And I want you to continue working on honing your UVP or USP, so that's your unique selling points, so that you're going to stay your client's favourite. And then continue to double down on your business, your team and your own personal strengths. And then continue to remove any friction that you have from your processes and continue to remove sales objections from your offerings and continue to go the extra mile for your clients. Now, this one's really important. And then continue to find out what you need to do to keep standing out in your marketplace and continuing to build a business model that supports client retention and builds loyalty. And lastly, always make sure you're unlocking their problems as this will propel you forwards in not just your client relationships, but in scaling your business. And lastly, I really want you to absorb all this information that you glean from your top 20 clients and use it to continue refining your ideal paying client profile. So remember, your ideal paying client profile is one of the cornerstones of your business. And getting this spot on is one of the fastest ways to grow your business. So next week, I'm going to follow up on this episode and I'll be diving into what you can do to uplevel the remaining 80% of your clients who aren't nudging your business closer to success. So we'll talk about how that 80% can manifest itself in your business. And I'll also answer that question of, if you should be focusing on what's working, then should you be focusing on what's not working as well? So have a great rest of day and I'll see you next week.